Alright, hello everyone. Welcome to Into Final Space, episode number 7. I'm your host, Gabe Jones, and we have a very exciting show today. Another interview exclusive to Into Final Space coming right at you. Today, I am welcoming line producer of Final Space, Tobias Trost, to the show. And I can't wait for you to be able to hear some of my questions for him. And uh, I'm just, I'm really excited to welcome him to the show, so let's get right to it. All right, guys, I'd like to welcome Tobias to the show today. He is joining me via Skype, and uh, thank you so much for talking with me today. How are you? Doing well. Uh, thank you very much. I'm happy to be on, on your show. Thank you, and, and thank you again for joining me today. Sure, sure. All right, uh, so can we start off by, uh, you can tell me a little bit about what you do on Final Space? Uh, I am the line producer um, for uh, season two here. Uh, in season one, we had two of us, uh, the amazing and talented Caitlin uh, Alexander slash Bertram. Uh, is not with us on this second season here, but um, we essentially uh, do the uh, schedule build and the hiring and firing and uh, sort of creating the amazing staff and crew for the show to be able to get Olin and David's visions made. Um, so it's kind of up to us to get the right folks, um, get them uh, you know, on board and facilitate the meetings and sort of set the, the ground the ground rules, but it set everything up for when we hire our production staff to come in and help wrangle the artists and also to hire the artists and make sure uh, Olin and then our supervising director, uh, Ben Vigelajak, also, you know, gets to look through everybody and, and approve stuff as well. So it's just the line producer does everything to facilitate the show moving forward. Um, uh, and then I also have uh, another fantastic producer who's our co-executive producer this season, uh, Rosa Tran, who um, helps with that as well, uh, maintaining the crew schedule and also talking with uh, TBS and, and wrangling that end of it too. So, um, but yeah, mostly it falls on, on my shoulders and Rosa's shoulders to make sure that everything works and everything is on budget and on time. So, so you get all the fun jobs of... Make yeah, make sure yeah, it's, moving forward. It's kind of crazy that I ended up getting to this position because it is it's a very stressful job, and you t sometimes have to do this funny little dance of being uh, disliked by everybody. <laughs> the people who you hire below you are mad because of the schedule that they're having to hit, and the people above you are mad because you might be spending too much money or you know not getting thanks to them on time. So it's this delicate dance, and thank. Thank God the show is fun and awesome and Olin and David are great to, to be able to work with so that it, it makes it not as stressful, even though it is stressful. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's it like, you know, trying to keep on that schedule, you know, making sure every, everybody's meeting their marks, meeting their deadlines? Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's a daily dance. Um, I've been on a number of other shows before where we kind of have, uh, you know, we have a schedule and we have a, a budget sort of lined up and, and you stick to it. Um, uh, because there is no wiggle room and there's nothing else to do. And the show can tend to be not as surprising um, as, as other shows. I've worked on some kids shows that were really great kids shows, but, you know, we had a, a, a regimen that we followed. And then I've been on some kids shows and some adult shows that are super creative. And uh, everybody kind of wants to make the show as amazing as possible. And those tend to not go according to schedule and budget. <laughs> um, 
which is, I mean, like when I was working at Gravity Falls, that was like that. Bob's Burgers was a, a little bit like that, but that became a very well-oiled machine. Um, and Shadow Machine has been uh, a kind of funky, bizarre beast. We're, we're kind of creating little mini feature films every episode, so it's it's a lot more intense than a regular animated uh, comedy. Right, right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so along with, you mentioned some of them, but, uh, what are some of the, the other projects that you've worked on during your career? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I, I always like to joke and say I'm a recovering actor. Um, cause I didn't jump into animation or animation production or any of that stuff right out of college. Um, I came to LA from Montana and wanted to be, uh, uh, an actor. And then about 10 years into it, I, uh, realized I didn't like being told what I should look like or anything anymore. And I tried to <laughs> get into an area where I could actually control the outcome. Um, and so, yeah, I got in, uh, my first job was working on wild, uh, wild Thornberry's meet the Rugrats feature film as a PA, uh, at age 29, which everybody else was at age 22 or 20. Um, so that was a little weird. And then, um, I went to justice league unlimited, yeah, um, on WB, which is that final season of that show. And I'm a huge, huge superhero geek and nerd and all that stuff. So it was kind of like a dream come true. And after that show ended, I was like, okay, well, do I need to work on anything else? Because that was pretty much it. Just vision, vision achieved. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it was, it was also kind of around the time that Warner Brothers started to shift a little bit. Like the Saturday morning cartoons weren't that much of a thing anymore so there was like, it's hard to find places to put animation um so they didn't because warner brothers and disney used to just keep churning shows out and you just have a job and a job and a job and a job um so something that was scary but also really benefited me in the long run is i ended up bouncing around to a bunch of different studios so after uh justice league i ended up going to nickelodeon and worked on the x's which i think was on for a season and a half uh or maybe two I thought it was really cool, um, but it didn't really click with the Nickelodeon kids very much. Um, and then I went from there to Deke, which I don't even know if it's around anymore. Um, but I worked on a show called Horseland, which was weird and fun, sort of. <laughs> it was very challenging. There were only like two of us, and everybody else was a was an artist in Luxembourg. Oh, fun. So, yeah, we had a director in-house, and she sort of directed all the boards. And then we had freelance storyboard artists that would just turn in their boards via mail. And then we would do uh, sort of the break, what's called a breakdown, where we read through the scripts and we say, okay, this is how many characters are in it, and this is how many props are in it, and this is how many backgrounds we'll need. And we kind of, you know, tell the designers that we need this much to to do that's kind of like the day-to-day -day of a pre-production but um all of that would get sent off to luxembourg and then we'd wait and get some questions here and there and then get everything back and it would be either good or bad but we didn't really have time to make it better so right. um yeah so i was there and then um i jumped from there what after that oh, lord uh, i went back to warner brothers um oh no it was at Film Roman. I did a direct-to-video Turok the Dinosaur Hunter, which was interesting. Um, and then back to Warner Brothers for a Scooby thing, and then uh, Wow Wow Wubsy, and uh, then uh, there was a new uh, Peanuts, 
the Peanuts cartoon direct-to-video that they did. Um, and then from there, I jumped over to Bob's Burgers and then Gravity Falls and um, came here to Shadow Machine. And I've been here for four years, so there's a bunch of little pilots and stuff that I did. Um, there was one called, there was a show called Highly Gifted that was on Snapchat. Um, I don't know if anybody saw that, but that was fun. And then Final Space. So it's been a lot. <laughs> been all over the place. Yeah, yeah, you've had a, a lot of interesting projects too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what what did bring you to to work on Final Space? Anything that just called to you from the show or? Um... Yeah, that was uh, I I came to Shadow Machine. I think I said like four years ago um, from Warner Brothers again. I was working on a show called Wabbit there at the time, and um, this was the first sort of little studio that I worked at, and it just clicked with me. Um, I really, 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 really love it here. And they liked me enough to sort of keep me rolling onto different pilots and things. So when Final Space was coming up, uh, Caitlin, who I had mentioned previously, and I were working on development things. So we were just doing pilots and building budgets and schedules for things we were trying to get uh, to work here at Shadow Machine. And Final Space came up. And uh, we bid on that and met everybody for that. And it it worked out and clicked, and that's how we got to working on. It. I am very happy, like I, you know, like we we were both just talking about a second ago. I've been very lucky to have projects that I really like, um, and even though if they're hard, at least at the end of the day, the, the shows are really cool. Um, so, Final Space was like this sort of perfect mixture of the comedy shows that I'd worked on before, and then Space Adventure, and um, it's it's been it's been really cool. Um, it's challenging because it's not really built for the budget and schedule of a normal <laughs> regular TV show. Right, yeah. um, but but it's you know it's really fun. I, I, our show is one of the prettiest shows I've ever worked on before, and, yeah. and it's to the talents of of uh, Devin Roth and and uh, Ben Vigella Jack and all of our amazing artists and and stuff has just been phenomenal. Yeah, Olin had this. Huge, great vision, and uh, I think y'all have really just achieved it perfectly. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing too. I, I don't know if you have you seen the pilot presentation that they did way back when before. Yes, the- yes, of, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, you know, we ended up changing the the sort of style and the look of the show, um, and that was that was really in part to to Devin and uh, Mike Roberts, who was our supervising director at the time too. They they cultivated a show that looks gives you a little bit of a feeling of like a regular, you know, a Sunday night Fox show, but then really turned it on its head. Um, and, and I love that. And, and, you know, it just gave Olin exactly what he was excited about. Devin would come up with some things and he, and Olin was just flabbergasted. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome to see that. It's, it's like a, a like I said, it's, it's like a little movie in each episode. So yeah. yeah, it's a really cool show to watch. Yeah. Um, so what is your, your favorite part of you know, working on final space? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I do, I do love, um, some shows don't like the production or the, the line producers or any of those sorts of people to have creative comments about things because sometimes it just is too many voices in the room. Um, and, and sometimes creators don't really think that we know what we're talking about. Cause all we're going to say is that needs to come in on budget. 
Um, so the, the, to, to Olin and David's credit, um, when appropriate, and it, they're very open to hearing feedback from those of us who love the show and want the show to be amazing and sort of be like, hey, what about this? Um, it's not something we can do all the time because that does tend to slow down the production. Um, but that has been, that you know, that was also really cool for me with uh, Bob's Burgers because um, Lauren Bouchard was very open to that as well with, um, yeah, I was associate producer on that. He, you know, liked to hear what the producers wanted to, if they, if they laughed at a joke. Um, and that's definitely what Olin and David do too. If, if it's funny or they'll ask opinions about that. And it's, it's really nice to flex that creative muscle while trying to keep being an accountant and a schedule keeper and a budget keeper. Um, so that's, that's, that's really great. Um, and I also really, really love, uh, the voiceover records. Um, uh, it's, you know, it's a part of me being, being that recovering actor. I still love to do voiceover, but I also love meeting the people who get to do voices on the show. The talent that we have and the record sessions that we have are just, they're so much fun. They're really fun. Um, Tom Kenny is just a master of, of everything. Um, and he can riff for a very long time to the point where really? we sometimes cut him off. Um, but he'll, he'll come up with great fun ideas and voices and things. And it's just, it's just a hoot. It's really, that, that is fun. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Cause, uh, in my, in my last interview, uh, you know, I know Q was saying that, um, the, this, y'all just give her a lot of creative freedom, um, and the rest of the team, just, uh, incredible strides they can go if, if they like star wars they can throw that in there um what are some inspirations when you do present these you know creative thoughts um of yours that you know you what are some of your inspirations oh i've uh, i love all of it um i'm i'm a total pop culture junkie so i tend to uh, ben is uh, a little bit more uh cinemaphile than I am. I, I just, I, I would bring that up because we joke about it all the time. But, uh, so, uh, you know, my influences are always like Fifth Element and, and Star Wars and Star Trek and, you know, Last Starfighter and, you know, all those sorts of really great and sometimes cheesy classic sci-fi shows. So whenever we reference anything like that, it's, it's just such a great little Easter egg and, and fun to, to get to see that in there. Yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of really fun Easter eggs in the show. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so when you go in in the morning, what, what's a general day in, in, in the workplace look like for you? It's different every day. <laughs> it, it literally, <laughs> I mean, that's, again, like I keep saying, it's like that, that is the thing about Final Space. It is, we have a, we have a schedule set up and we have meetings set up. And every day those tend to fly out the window and we have to fly by the seat of our pants and try, you know, a new meeting comes up or suddenly we're, we need to have a phone call with the creatives at TBS or, you know, it, it's constant um, troubleshooting and problem solving. Um, you know, you have a day like today, which is why I'm able to have a conversation with you. Uh, we had a meeting first thing in the morning and it went really quickly. So we finished that up and then I've been catching up on emails all day and trying to uh, make sure all the anim uh, the retake animation, because we're in the stages of doing retakes on our color coming back from uh, Jamfield, which is our Canadian animation studio. Um, and that's all been sort of by the book and, and chill. And then 
at any moment I'm expecting TBS to have notes on our next episode. So then that will throw everything out the window and I'll have to jump back into that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's different every single day, especially for um, uh, the producers. Like we just kind of have to, okay, well that's not going to work now. Okay, great. Let's try it here. Oh, okay. Well, let's move that over here. We'll do that there. So it's, it's constant Tetris. Yeah. Well, I, I really think that part of that is also why the show is so great. Y'all are constantly having this incredible creative flow between everybody who works in the studio and the animators and um, the producers just all putting together all these, you know, this is creative juices coming together to create an amazing product. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really fun. And the, the, Main goal for me is always, you know, the, those of us who are overseeing everybody, we're going to be stressed out. We're going to, you know, we're going to have bad days and, and good days and so on and so forth. But as long as Olin and David are having a great time and all of the artists are having a great time, I'm thrilled. That, that to me makes it like a really great production. And both in season one and season two, um, our artists have been like, yeah, it's totally fun. It's great. We don't, we don't even know that you guys are stressed out. And I'm like, good, good. I'm glad. Because it's it's not fun to be to have to draw and be creative and do those sorts of things with having a ton of stress on top of you as well. That's that's our job. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, so when you're when you're not stressed, <laughs> um, what what are some some of your hobbies? Some things that you do outside of uh, line producing? Uh, I am a uh, vast devourer of of like I said, you know, pop culture, movies, TV, that sort of thing. Um, I I love. That you know, that was the reason why I sort of stopped being uh, an actor is because I just wanted to play superheroes, and there wasn't a whole genre of that yet. Right. Um, and now there is, and so uh, and they're all pretty great. So it's that that's a constant source of love for me. Um, we just saw Shazam this last weekend, and I loved it. It was so good. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, so it, there's that. Um, there's uh, I also. I have a side hobby where I make action figures for folks. Um, I sort of kit bash action figure parts and then re-sculpt the faces and hair and uh, make them into action figures. Most of the, I'm so busy with uh, producing now that I tend to not have enough time for it. So it's mostly my friends that are, that are getting them. Some of those friends have been waiting for three or four years for it. <laughs> um, but One day. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to keep working on that right now. I'm trying to make one for my friend Caitlin as well um, and get that done. But, um, yeah, it's those kinds of things. And hanging out with friends and decompressing uh, is, is a big, big thing. All right. Um, what's your advice for, for someone who wants to pursue a degree maybe in, in what you do with line producing or just any sort of production or managerial within a, a studio uh what's your advice for someone who wants to pursue a career like that yeah i mean that it really is just sort of perseverance and and getting to meet and know the people who have other people that they know who they can talk to i mean it's it's this weird thing that's sort of like it was with acting it's everybody's always like oh it's always who you know and it really is um you know you i would say for me i always thought working in animation was going to be fun but i was focusing on acting so that mean meant i was a waiter um so i would meet people at the restaurants that i worked at and be like oh you're doing that and you know i wouldn't be aggressive about it or anything but i met a couple of people 
who worked in animation, one of whom happened to work at Klasky Chupo, and I just kept bugging him every six months and being like, hey, still acting, but, you know, still really wanted to get into animation, got a PA job, um, and one day he finally did. Uh, so that's that's just kind of how I got into it. And then you bust your hump while you're in there and just do the best you can and learn as much as you can about every part of the process and don't irritate everybody that you work with. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, move up. I, I was lucky that I got to move up quickly. It was probably because I started later uh, and I knew I was, I was older. Um, but I moved up to be an associate producer within like five years. Um, that, that's really fast. Um, but, you know, and it, and it depends. I, I think also moving to different studios and stuff is great. So it's just knowing other people. I think for high school and college, they do have a lot of, um, they're not conventions. I always forget what they're called. They're not mixers. There's like sort of like showcases um, yeah, where they'll, yeah, yeah. they'll have um, artists come in that are about to graduate and show their portfolios and do that kind of thing. That, that's really helpful for the artists. Cause there's always studios looking to try to get the younger, i.e. cheaper talent in. So <laughs> help them, you know, help them get ahead. But there's also just right, yeah. so many amazing people out there that are really, really, really talented. Um, that, that has been like another huge high point for me. I've had a couple of people, especially on uh, first season and second season of final space that were struggling artists and, and really trying to, to make it. And we, got their portfolio um you know you can submit to most studios have like a an artist submission website yeah um and they'll they'll look at them and and it's you know it's it's hard it's a it's a total crapshoot it's um it's a it's a little bit more solid than auditioning for things but it's pretty much like auditioning for things um but your talent will eventually shine through and you know i had a couple of like i was saying a couple of people that were working at michael's or subway and I got to offer them a job working here and they were like, wait, how much do I make? Um, so that's always just like, Oh, I'm so happy that we get to pull you out and, you know, into the artist's working world. Yay. Um, you know, cause they're all working for minimum wage. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I think for me, you know, when I was coming out to be an actor, I tried to make connections and meet people and do all that sort of stuff. And that part didn't work. But getting into production, I think, is a lot more concrete and easier to do because you're going to meet more people who work behind the scenes than they do in front of the scene, in front of the camera or in front of the mic. Um, and if you can just get in to be a PA, that's that's the best step that you can do. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> my last question is, uh, do you have like a favorite memory from the show? Maybe a, a moment of uh, revelation or a... Uh, schedule that came through perfectly or uh, uh, anything that just kind of, you know, has stood out to you. I know you can't really talk about the second season, but like during the, the, the first season that just, you know, that was a super, super high point of uh, the making the first season. Um, there were many hills and valleys and mountains of season one. I, I think one of the things that was like the coolest and most fun thing that I got to do was Comic-Con. Um, we went down and, uh, Conan, Conico had their little, uh, web broadcasting studio that they had, um, okay. and like a little theater. And we actually did a table read of episode two, uh, one Oh two, uh, chapter two. 
And um, they, I normally, uh, when we do the table reads here in house, I read the stage directions because Olin was doing it for the first episode and uh, he got really exhausted because of the amount of voices he had to do and read the directions. So I was like, I'll do it. Uh, I like to do it. Um, so, uh, it was, that was really fun. But when they went down to, uh, Comic-Con, they were like, Hey, do you want to do the stage reading there as well? And that was super, super fun. Um, it was, I got to, you know, hang out with Tika and Tom and, and Olin and everybody. And then they brought, uh, another fan from the audience to come up and do some of the other voices, um, because I think Steven Yoon wasn't able to make it or some, yeah. I don't think he was able to make it, but you know, she, she got to read some things and she was actually really good. Uh, and it was, it was just really fun. It was, it was really, really, really fun. So you still got to do your, your acting. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was totally cool too, but it was also just, it was great to see how Olin reacts and, and interacts with audiences um, really. when he's on there. Cause I usually just see him day to day or when he's in the booth. So when I get to see him do his, his, uh, performing for people it's really fun awesome well yeah um well thank you so much for joining me today and uh and answering these questions sure absolutely glad to be a part of it (laughs) well that's it for this interview thank you to tobias for joining me today as well as helping me with these crew traction interviews uh through shadow machine he's been an incredible help uh getting interview questions in and uh getting people in the show so just thank him so much for uh, everything he's done with that, as well as joining me on the show today. Uh, Please stay tuned for more interviews and episode reviews of Season 1 coming very soon. Uh, If you want to submit some questions for our next interview, make sure you join the Into Final Space Discord or keep up with the Final Space subreddit. I'm always posting in there. As always, remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Into Final Space. And uh, thank you guys for joining me on this special interview with Tobias Trost, and I'll see you next time on Into Final Space.